My name's Mel Herbert, and he's Tom Wolfson. We're going to be talking about the cars, the batteries, the solar panel, the stock price, the man, the myth. We're going to be talking about everything Tesla. Why? Because we're... Talking. 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 Talking Tesla. Oh, what is our episode number, gentlemen? Are we on 36? 36. Welcome. 36. To Talking Tesla number 36, we have, for the first time ever in the history of Talking Tesla, 36 or otherwise, or a otherwise. guest. A we guest. Do. A guest. A guest. Is that, that means Named other Robert. than the mouse that lives in the wall back here behind other, my foot. Other than Mel's trouser mouse. You know, last uh, <laughs> week we went to SpaceX. Robert got us in. He's here. That was He cool. can't talk or... Elon will have to kill him. It's a bit upsetting. <laughs> I have but he's here. Several questions I've written for Robert. They've all been redacted already. So he might as well be in the CIA as far as you're concerned. But trust us, he's here. We might even take a picture with him, post it to our website, So you, just so you don't think we're, we're a bunch can't of liars. Say, he can't say anything because SpaceX just did the three-peat. They he's did. Like, they're like the Michael Jordan of space landing. Unbelievable. Repeat. Maybe they're the Kobe Bryant of space landings. Kobe is not even in the same league. I have a complaint, though. They just make it look too easy. You know what uh, Elon said? He specifically said, I want to make this boring. I want to get to the point where landing a rocket and doing all this stuff is boring. Because then we got that. Damn. Boring wow. for him, but he's not sitting in front of the CAD machine all day long going, is the bolt going to hold? Is the bolt going to hold? Is the bolt going to hold? <laughs> uh, so they did it again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, but this time they did it at high speed. So he said this is near the max speed that you can drop this. The thing rocket. was moving. What's amazing when you look at the feed um, on the SpaceX site is that no rockets are firing until the last second. Yeah. As Robert pulls it up. And it just boom. And then it's like boom, lots of thrust immediately. And that's only three Whoosh. of them. Unbelievable. I think. And then there's some crumple zone inside the uh, the capsule, uh, the space thing. Uh, what's it called? The capsule? That thing. It's a stage. Uh, that's a rocket stage. stage. There's a crumple zone because they hit so hard, it started to squish the crumple zone, and then it's wobbling, and Elon's tweeting out, it's wobbling, it might fall over. But it didn't fall over. It's all good. And the, and the main reason that they – what the main thing they're trying to save and just nod if we're correct. <laughs> he can't. No. <laughs> Don't look at the other Roberts. He'll have to. Are, the, are the, the, the engines. Is that what they're trying – is that the thing they're trying to save? I think that's the hard stuff. I think there's more than that. <laughs> You know what I thought was really I thought was really great about this landing is that not only not only did they stick the landing Uh right from a high orbit coming down at high speed through a storm you can see rain hitting the camera and everything but they hit the barge dead center and they kept it centered so you could read the title of course I still love you on the side of the barge I mean it's like it's It's, like when you're parking your car and you have it so that your wheel let's not talk about car parking I've gotten a lot of emails this week (laughs) well you guys are lame you know Tesla actually makes how dare you we're gonna get to that there's this thing called a backup camera and it even has lines on it Uh, it still can't use it but you're right they stuck it so perfectly this is why there is a meme on the internet that it's all fake come on put it to the side a little bit you just went to outer space go to the side a little bit it was a perfect landing this thing is not a big target i'll tell you now from space it's quite small yeah 
I mean, I think it just means that Elon's AI experiment is working really well and some machine learning has happened. Yeah, machine learning. <laughs> that is the big trend lawyer. Hey, look, I want to say before we really get started that uh, thanks yeah. for listening. Uh, especially big thanks to Teslarati because a lot of our listeners came to us through Teslarati. So Gene and the guys at Teslarati, we thank you. Shout out. I'm t- thinking about taking a little break, not a big, like a little break over the summer to revamp the whole show. 10, to 11 make it, months, something like that? Yeah, like two, four years. I don't okay, know. good. Um, to make things better, bigger and better, and I'd love to get your input. We did ask last week. <laughs> uh, so the irony of this is last week you asked, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, last please, week you asked. Go ahead. Can the show be longer? And this week, then you're I telling said, people that canceled. we're leaving <laughs> for a little I'm while. What the hell is wrong with you? I did ask last week uh, whether you care about it being longer. And in a ratio of approximately 400 to 1, <laughs> people said, you can go all day because I don't actually listen. <laughs> right. It's just on in the background while I'm making my toast. Um, I told you my wife. She uh, she listens to it in bed at night. I hear it in my old. In my sleep. Oh, that's and, and she's using it to go to sleep. And it wait, works, wait a minute. It works excellently. I don't know if I like the way that sounds. <laughs> and a- the other thing is, it's your voice now. What the yeah. hell's happening over that's here? That's okay. I don't so actually weird. listen to you, Tom. I don't hear your yeah, voice. Oh, he, can, uh, he can take out the different tracks. That's hurtful. I have a lot of fans. So uh, revamp coming. Bigger, better. Season two coming soon. Longer, harder. But Let's not- talk about the... But we're not stopping after this show, are we? I don't know when we're stopping. I just <laughs> You're just like some random information. Everybody out there right now is like, what? Oh, God. What? Oh, when, when are they? Tom and I will show up at the studio next week <laughs> with our donuts and our coffee in hand thinking, <laughs> where's my I really now? would like a donut. The best uh, letter we got was from New Zealand. Like, you're the only contact with Tesla I have. <laughs> we have no Teslas. Yeah. We've got sheep. We have no Teslas. For some Please people, keep it going. It's us or nothing. That's right. That's right. Suckers. Hey, do you want to talk about the Bouncy House of Space? I love <laughs> yeah, the Bouncy House of Space. Somebody talk about the Bouncy House of Space. The Bouncy House of Space is now inflated, although I have to say it doesn't look too sharp. Have you looked at it? What does that mean, it doesn't look too sharp? Well, you know, there was this beautiful it's picture rounded. of it. No, it isn't. It's got all these flaps and all this crap hanging off of it. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. the Bouncy House of Space is the beam, which yes. is the somebody's inflatable, inflatable electric Bouncy House in space. Yeah, it's the Up only on the way. Station. It's what they're going to use to put people on Mars because you know they can't bring full size McMansions. I mean, together. look at that thing. Does that look that slick? That does not look particularly this is slick. It this doesn't is look off. anything like the renderings. This I've is seen from the it. the Facebook, the NASA Facebook. Yeah, the rendering is a it. perfectly smooth, yeah, spherical, lovely thing, and this looks like this looks something like that bad came out of my toy. underwear. It's, it's a bad cat toy. It's ill, and evidently it didn't blow up. Right, they're supposed to. They were supposed to deploy it on Friday uh-huh. this last weekend. This weekend that we're on right now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, two days ago they were supposed to deploy it, and it didn't quite go. Did they and have they, to use the manual tubes on the side of their? Well, that's, that's what they said. They said that uh, it had to be manually expanded by this one astronaut. I lost my paper. Who is now who's hyperventilating. Now, yeah, yeah, he's passed out. <laughs> he's an SVT. It's upsetting. He needed to be resuscitated. Oh, poor fella. Yeah. So that's the bouncy house, and we'll give you updates over the next, I don't know, two years. Right. They haven't gone there yet. Works. I have a doctor question about resuscitation. If you give someone a crike in space, is there anyone, anyone here? You scream? Yeah. <laughs> Did anybody get that reference last week? I specifically made that reference. I got no letters about it. About what? A crike in if, space? No, if, if in, in space nobody can hear you scream, which was the big advertising campaign for the 1979 Aliens movie, yeah. which I saw in London. Thank you. Well, the people Whoa. in this room Has apparently it? didn't get it, so my guess is no one on the 
podcast That's world hurting. Look, let's talk about cars. Let's talk about Hyundai or Hyundai or something. I call it Hyundai. Hyundai. When I came to this country Racist. 25 years ago. Can I tell you a story? Oh, that'd be great. When I came to this country, uh, this beautiful Los Estados Unidos, <laughs> I uh, came under the wall because you can tunnel under a wall. I just want to tell Donald that. Um, I bought a Hyundai. Wow. I We've got to keep those Australians <laughs> out. Bought terrorists. You bought a, a Hyundai? Hyundai? That might have been like the first year Hyundai made I know. It was an Elantra. What were you thinking? It was a brand new beautiful car. Brand new back in the day cost uh, $7,500. What year and was it was this? wonderful. 1991. Wow. He wasn't a doctor. Yet. And I also bought a Geo Metro, which at the time Ooh. had about 49 miles per gallon. You bought two cars? But was made out of... At the same time. Zero yeah. to 60 Mary needed one. I needed 21 one. seconds. The Geo wow. Metro. I crashed the Geo Metro on the freeway. It exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Just wow. saying. You know how Teslas can fly off freeways and, and go down German hills and crash and, and kill smolder. donkeys and everybody walks away? That's not what happens with no, the Geometro. the Geometro is made from aluminum foil. You never see a Geometro anymore. Anyway, uh, back to where I was. Hyundai is planning a 250-mile... Uh, ele- uh, <laughs> Get uh, it out, Herbert. <laughs> okay, the other thing that's going on here, ladies and gentlemen, is I can't find my glasses. So I've got my contacts in, and I've had to print out the notes in a font that can be seen from space. I know. I'm looking at the notes now. I'm like, what the hell? I can't see anything but three lines on a page. <laughs> oh, boy. So Hyundai yes. is planning a 250-mile electric vehicle. And I said, uh, this is from Autoblog. So the Ionic is coming later this year. It's a 100-mile range. But now they're talking about a 250-mile range car by 2020, a 200-mile car by 2018, and um, they're also going to have some hydrogen fuel cells. Boo. Oh. <laughs> Upsetting. Boo. What I couldn't work out is what plug and how fast it's going to charge, but one of you losers looked that it up. That was me. Well, please I'm tell not us. a loser, first off. Well, you're on this it's podcast. the J1772 plug. Like That's slow, else though. Is it's got to be the... It's not necessarily slow. Yeah, it's slow. It's only That only goes up to... Maybe 16 miles, 16 miles okay, an hour. But it can, if nine... it looks like that, it's the C3 one, which is that plus the bit down the bottom, which goes really fast. There's that has no a DC. bit on the bottom, at least from the – because there's a Sonata plug-in, right? has okay. basically the same 9.8 kilowatt battery. That, that, that car actually currently exists. Okay. Yes. This car doesn't currently exist. But you cannot charge a car up that goes 250 miles on a J1772-66. It's got to have that. Well, if you have the weekend off and you do what Tom does, he waits for the rates to <laughs> go down and charges from Friday at 6 p.m. Yeah. till He drives the car Monday to morning. Fresno and gets cheap, cheap electricity. Yeah, but do? they're going to be designing these cars so that that plug can be swapped out. So they make a big enough space so that you can plug, you can put in another plug behind whatever surfaces. But we did uh, three episodes ago. But what's the, the charging plug? So you've got the J1772, which is an AC fast charging, but not that fast charging. But the new one is that plus it's got the DC little bits on the bottom. So you can then do 100 kilowatts DC charging. What is that thing called? The C3 charger, the one that the bolt is using? That one. It could be that. That's the one that everybody's using as the standard. I'm just saying. It looks like a J1772, but it's got the two little knobby bits on the bottom, so it can All do right. both. It well, there's no both. information on the website Thank except you. That's for what I wanted to get to. a photo. Tell us about the damn it. thing. It yeah. doesn't look at all like that. Okay, so the website, Robert just broke out the thing with the little knobbly bits on the bottom. And I use the word knobbly for you, Melvis. <laughs> Thank you. Because I know how much you love the word knobbly. I do like that. Um, 
And that is not the one that is in the photo on the video on the website. It's a standard, looks like the standard J1772 plug. However, who knows? It's a freaking video, a promotional yeah, video for a car that doesn't exist, exist at this point. Sorry, I like that we were arguing about a car <laughs> that doesn't exist. But, the but you said here the 100 kilowatt fast charger can recharge the battery to 80% maximum in 20 minutes. That that's means- the plug-in, the read. So this is this this there's a okay there's a regular car <laughs> yes. a plug-in and then a full electric. I'm so talking this, full electric. This, I don't one, care about this one is the plug-in that has the 28 kilowatt hour lithium yes. ion yes battery. That's that doesn't make any sense actually. It has a 9.8 kilowatt on the plug-in hybrid, which is the same battery that the Sonata has exactly when the Sonata gets 27 fully charged electric miles so uh, there's a lot of uh unknowns dis- dis- there are no knowns and there are unknown unknowns. you stop with the and, rumsfeld references and please? then you invade <laughs> makes me crazy <laughs> guy makes me a lunatic why do people not like the vault okay so this is from business insider matthew uh de board who owns a prius and a vault and he says the vault is way better the vault gets way more um electric miles if you just do standard driving in your vault you can actually drive for years and never have to fill that thing up um but people buy the prius at a rate of millions and nobody bought the vault he said that there's only been a hundred thousand volts sold in the u.s which is i figured this out last night because i see them everywhere and he says, "Look, uh, you can you can argue that it's because the vault is a bit more expensive. Uh, you could argue because the back seats aren't as good. But I none of his arguments are particularly good. No. I just think it's because the vault is more expensive. But you have a theory? Go. Tom. The vault was made by Chevy, and the Prius was made by Toyota. Go People on. In this country, like Toyotas, they trust Toyota." To build a car that's going to last a long time, they're going to spend a little more money. Are you racist against Americans? I'm absolutely not racist against Americans, but they have a history. Racial. Let's just be honest. From 1978 to 1998, a good 20-year run, they didn't make very good automobiles in this country. Especially if you consider new technology. Correct. A car that's going to have to break ground, right. that you're going to have to depend on. Right. You're not going to be able to call the AAA to get you out of a mess, although actually you can in many A lot of people who were buying those Priuses wanted to buy them so they could drive them and drive them and drive them and forever. They do. And we and talked about this also, the Freakonomics section, about why people buy the Prius, because it looks different. Right. It's the only – yeah, it's the only uh, EV – environmentally friendly, I can wear a badge on my sleeve that shows that I'm saving the planet car. And Although, the Volt, it, the Volt does look, but it does look like a lot of other... The newer one, though, is a little more angular and has a lot is. more. But the other thing is, is if you've ever, if you sat in the first gen Volt, which I have several times, and you look at the the buttony situation that they have there, it's dumb. The buttony situation... The dash and the whole center dumb. console, it's just not cool. Like, the buttons are weird. Is they, the Prius They're like cool? this weird touch... The Prius again, it's a different emotion. You don't you're you don't buy it for these things. And why do you keep hitting the microphone? I don't know. I've got problems. <laughs> you can't see the microphone. Uh, I'm there was sorry. another but, but there again, was an, to no. me it's just it's just about the the fact that people trust Toyotas will drive and drive and drive and drive and drive. Uh, I like uh, 
you're probably all full of crap. Nobody knows why. It can't a, be known. It's an opinion it's, show. It's unknown. It's an opinion show. But uh, maybe that's part of the reason that the uh, Tesla is selling so well is because it is so clearly different than any a car. You're walking down the street and you go, boom, what is that, Tesla? Uh, the X, people look at you like, hang on, that's not the normal SUV. So maybe it is simply because it looks different. So when I start status, my status car- symbol also. I'm going to start a car company. I'm going to find like $8, $12 billion <laughs> so that I can turn it into half that in okay, a few years. good. And good. I'm going to make a car that looks really different because that's the key. Like the Apple car renderings that we keep seeing in the- Yes, the Apple car is going to look- Different. It's like literally a half circle. What's it going to have on the top? It's a Kentucky it's got a, Fried Chicken. A bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's, my that's only in the prototypes. They're going to make that. Somebody's much got a smaller. story here, which is not mine, that uh, Chevy is still doing stupid stuff from electric. That was me. Electric. Please explain yourself. We should put people's names on these things. Yeah, we should. Hello. I was just actually, I just closed a whole bunch of web pages. So I'm like <laughs> completely effed up right now okay this guy wrote a really nice article he got a new volt and he drove it all around new york and on the east coast he's coming out with like day one day two and then he's got another two day three day four and uh he's kind of journaling what his experiences are so he gets the car uh end of day one he's driven the battery down he wants to charge it back up he plugs it in and he goes to sleep and some hotel somewhere and he wakes up and the car has barely charged He's like, what the F is going on here? And then he realizes that the default on the charge is, okay, so just a little bit back up, a little bit of physics on electricity. You use your wall plug at your home to plug in your hairdryer. It can give you a max of 15 amps. Yes. You never should draw more than 12 just in case some wire is going to fry and burn. So the cars will max at 12 amps. That's a pretty big standard. Some of us try and push it a little higher, but 12 is kind of the upper limit of of safe. The volt defaults to eight amps. This is in a standard plug. In a standard plug. That's like two to three miles per right. hour of charge. That's like That's worthless. You could at least get up to four or five if you get up to 12 amps. So this dude's at some hotel. He gets up in the morning. He's like, what the F? Why hasn't my car got energy? And then he has to go through menus on the center console to discover that they have the standard charging rate yeah. and the high f- or fast charging rate. Yeah. What? They got slow and slower. And the what? difference is like 30 miles of fully charged yeah, to I mean, 50. Like, but the thing, the volt only goes to just around 40 anyways. Yeah, but still, at two miles per hour you, of well, is it two or is it three? You keep throwing out different numbers. This two one or three. says three. Three. It depends. Five. You know, if you get to your plug and your plug doesn't have the full voltage, right? Because voltage varies across yeah. the grid. Mm-hmm. It can go from 110, it can go up to 120, it can go down 100. That makes a big difference. Yeah. That's the pressure of pushing the electrons Maybe in. Maybe that's another reason people aren't buying the volt. Well, again, <laughs> it's just another another example yeah. of America car companies not doing sense. the good stuff. Come on. The new Volt, though, does 53 miles rated, yeah. something like that. It's so that's cool. Good and it's bit. cool. I actually like it externally a lot better. And the I, new one? And I've heard I that internally uh, it looks a lot better. They got rid of a lot of those pseudo touch button things is what I've heard. I, I got to tell you. So uh, I think like the Volt is the perfect car for my son. So he's 16. He's starting to drive. I was thinking secondhand Volt because 99.9% of the time he's just going to see his buddies five, ten miles away. Yeah. And then every now and then he has to drive further to a cross-country meet. Yeah. Um, and so it seems like that's a kind of a cool car for the kids in high school. Agree. Agree. Um, and you can now get them secondhand pretty cheap. Yeah. I, I've, one of the nurses bought one for twelve grand. That's pretty good. Yeah. Because you know they're going to crash them. 
That's what 16 How safe is the Volt? Does anybody know? Well, that's a, that is the other question I have not looked up is I want a car that's really safe because you know that the teenager is going to crash. You buy him the Volvo plug-in. It's got 17 miles, 70 grand. Oh, yeah, that's great. Mm. <laughs> it's safe. Yeah, let me just call Triple uh, Eight. Yeah, I'm going to have a 16-year-old drive a $70,000 car. Oh, that's fine. Uh, we'd like all your money. $8,000 a year. What's that going to cost? Oh, no, all of the money. All of the money? All of the all money. Of, all all of of the money. All Bring of it in money. bags. Let's please. talk some more about cars. Let's talk about sleeping at the wheel on a Tesla. There <laughs> is a GIF awesome. on Electric. Electric has a GIF. And it's a Tesla That's not owner. a GIF. It's a video. Maybe he's actually oh, incapacitated. It's an actual, his video. actual video. His head is leaning to the left it's and he, looks, video. he Let, looks as if he's maybe let dead. Me, let me explain. It is a blue Model S yeah. and somebody is in very bad traffic driving just past them. And the guy is fully dead <laughs> or he's fully asleep dead. behind the wheel. <laughs> On autopilot, and the car is just like going through like traffic. Head leaned over, he's, eyes closed. He could be dead. He Tom. could be. A lot of the commenters on this uh, piece think it's fake. Think it's a hoax that two Tesla people set up. If you oh, read the comments. Oh, I hate it when they fool me. <laughs> that totally could be a fake. But, but it no could one, also happen. But who knows? Yeah, uh, this is you. You said this, I, right? This I could is totally you do that. If I okay, I'll tell you this right now. If when I was driving to where near where Robert works in El Segundo at, in the evening, and my car had autopilot, I can guarantee you, I would have been asleep because I kind of fell asleep sometimes driving a non autopilot car. Exactly. This is where autopilot, I believe, is the best. Is in really bad LA traffic yeah. at slow speed. Uh huh. The car is really good at doing that, looking at the car beside it, looking at the car in front of it. You can start texting and smoking cigarettes and do whatever you want to do. <laughs> I didn't feel comfortable doing that with autopilot at 70 miles an hour because I no, could die. But no, here I'm not going to die. Maybe no. a fender bender. But you will fall asleep, man. I'm telling you. Oh, it's, like, that is inevitable. It's so going to I feel for happen. that guy. I feel for him. But now he's an internet sensation. You can't really make out his face. So unless you know him and you've seen his blue Tesla with the red calipers, I'll give a little bit more detail about him. <laughs> and his beard. His name is uh, Robert. And, uh, he lives in Los Angeles. He's a doctor. Uh, that's the guy. Yeah, Robert. No, no mine's white. Yes. Hey, did somebody put another one here about autonomous trucks? Isn't this amazing? You're just throwing all kinds of things in the last well, minute. You know, I spent I know. some time yesterday researching. You got it. There has to be a cutoff time for adding stuff <laughs> yeah. to the document. It's I not. It's not. Oh, and then really I'm going to throw this in. I'm sorry, Tom. That's okay. It's Don't. okay. I'm falling asleep, and I'm thinking of you <laughs> oh, because insane. I didn't read everything you wrote on the show notes. I but wrote one thing. You did. <laughs> well, you said you were going to be quiet this week. So there's now this <laughs> spinoff. That uh, two guys from Google, from the mapping section, have come up with this sort of like rig that you put on a big rig. It's got cameras and LIDAR and all sorts of sensors. It actually looks pretty innocuous. And this thing can convert any big rig that has automatic transmission from 2013 on into a fully autonomous truck. Amazing. And they have a really cool video online, I guess we'll put it in the show notes, that shows this this truck just kind of tooling along, some guys playing guitar. It sounds really great. And then you get a look into the cab and there's no one there. And there's some uh, dude who's the driver of the truck, not, <laughs> sitting behind the seats at a desk doing paperwork. And he just casually glances over to the uh, steering wheel and you see the thing is just driving and out the window is a highway. And I'm thinking, 
okay, they showed this little scene where this guy kind of glances over. And I'm thinking, what if this truck's about to go off the edge of a highway into the ocean? I say no thank you. Yeah, oh, why look? Upsetting. Why look? We're not ready for this yet. No. And you so know, they can convert for $30,000 a big rig. There's three and a half million big rigs on the road. Um, not all of them are after 2013. But if you've got a company and you have to pay you know, drivers a whole lot of money or you have sleep restriction hours, now they can drive for a while and then they can let the truck drive because they have to drive off the highway. But while they're on the highway, they're – expecting this truck to be fully autonomous. But does it save Level them any four. money? Because somebody has to be in there anyway. So you're going to add $30,000 to your But they can only be driving, driving anyway? for eight hours at a time. There's like really strict limits on drivers. That's so, why they do like group, like couples driving is a big sort of a thing where right. you have team drivers. Well, that's why. Not necessarily is, couples, but teams. That's because <laughs> the, the spouses want to make sure that the other isn't going to the truck stop and doing the nasty things way. happen at yeah. truck stops i heard truck it on stops. a song once yeah well that's very interesting but um i'm a bit afraid because i saw the tesla crash into the car that was parked on the side of the freeway if a big rig crashed into the car on the side of the freeway at full speed the car would be gone safety ratings be damned at that point <sighs> to hell with it it's hey, called auto just so you know auto. O-T-T-O, of course auto. It is. fascinating so they have the the who was the bus cameras, driver lidars and all that stuff on there that's no. it so at that's the cool. simpsons He's the Simpsons bus driver is Otto. There's a, there's is that a true? inside that joke there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, you know the Simpsons so well. You must have had a youth that was wasted. Yeah, I have children. They watch the Simpsons 14 times a day. We have what we refer to as a DVR. Well, here's a here's a fun fact. You ready? Go. Oh, please. Uh, you know who who is the voice of uh, of um, Otto? No, the kid. Bart. <laughs> Bart. The lady. The kid. <laughs> the lady. The maid character. The lady. Nancy Cartwright. Uh-huh. Guess what kind of car she drives. A, a, a fair day future? No. <laughs> I took a stab at it. Yeah, wow. She's, she's a big Tesla fan. Oh, I never would have guessed that that would have been the answer on this show. I know. That's so weird. Well. <laughs> Tom is really, not particularly you really, you really put that one out there, Robert. What did Mel put in your tea this morning there, Tom? I don't know. I don't know. It's, we it's, live in Los Angeles, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. And a lot of people criticize us because we talk a lot about LA, but too bad because that's where we live, so we're going to talk about it. We have a problem here. We have a lot of traffic. We have freeways that that are packed with cars constantly. Yeah. And yet, if you want to take the bus to go to LAX from your house to take a flight to somewhere where there is not so bad a traffic, it takes like all of the time, like 400 hours. It does not. I take the bus from the Van Nuys Flyway all the time to the LA of the X's, and it's, it's actually pretty lovely. Um, I took the bus one summer, all <laughs> summer long. Shooting holes in your theory right to, now, Herbert. To the Hollywood Bowl from Culver City. There it was go. fantastic. Oh, okay, bus so, to bowl is great. Yeah. Sure, if you want to go to one specific area. But if you actually want to drive around where the freeways go and take a bus, uh-huh. on average it takes two and a half times as long on the bus as yeah. it does on the freeway, even though the freeway sucks. So this Chinese company came up with this bus that is giant. It's elevated. It uses the freeways. And cars can drive underneath it because it's like this big elevated crab thing. And I thought, (laughs) spectacular because... It's pretty cool. It's the opposite of the night bus. Yeah, it doesn't squeeze down. It's (laughs) high and up and cars drive under it. And in LA, they've talked about how do we make the freeway system bigger and better. And they've talked about they have to do elevated freeways. The only place they can do it is to put freeways on stilts Uh underneath or over the top. But it costs so much money to do that. It's like a billion dollars per mile. So I thought maybe this could work. The crab bus thing. Yeah. It looks cool. See it on the show notes. There'd be a lot of questions. I have a question about it. Go about the trucks. 
the big okay, and not the it's semi really trucks. really a tall 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 crab bus not the semis but like the dudes in the like four by four lifted suburbans i don't know it looks to me when i look at it that it would be just as expensive of, as light rail you wouldn't have the same sort of right-of-way issues if you built it on the freeway because let's be honest they're already built but it would be super expensive it's cool these things hold like 1500 people and it's let's just be honest it's theoretical at this moment yeah it doesn't exist in the world but no, it's just an interesting concept cool, so we'll move on it's because cool it's, you know it's just but, interesting but, but as far as cash goes you talked about a billion dollars a mile to build the freeway on it is that true no, is that I was a real number that, but it's a lot so. it's many so we just got a, a seven station extension on one of our rail lines that goes from uh Culver downtown City. to oh. the ocean, right. but it went from downtown to Culver City prior Roger. to this extension being built. The extension was seven stations, 6.6 miles, $1.5 billion. That doesn't it, seem cost-effective to me. almost gets to the ocean. However, it is an amazing thing because LA in the last 30 years went from zero to a pretty robust rail system so that's pretty cool it is uh true that uh la has had no public transport and now it has almost no public transport that's correct it has (laughs) just a tiny bit more than none uh model three configurator this is fascinating ladies and gentlemen boys and girls if you haven't done this you need to go and go to the google it's a search engine and search for (laughs) model three configurator some dude who's exceptionally smart exceptionally bored Went and looked obsessed at, about obsessed. Model Three. He looked at all the pictures that are online with Model Threes and all the internal pictures, the external pictures, and he created a site where you can go and configure a Model Three based on all of the pictures yeah. that he's seen and all of the colors that are on the current S and the X. Mm-hmm. And so you can actually configure a Model Three even though the car doesn't <laughs> exist. And then Tom said this morning. Maybe uh, Tesla made this site, yeah. and it's all for it's marketing. No, in fact, at the bottom he has a PayPal donate so that you can help fund his wish list. Oh, so you don't think uh, right Elon needs Elon. some cash? That goes right to Elon's <laughs> bank account, right nice. there. Boom! Just I like, like you guys stuck are it really right uh, conspiracy theory. I think so. You, I like your conspiracy theory, but go and do it. It's fun because I actually uh, configured up my Model Three. Oh, yeah. well, that's Mine's quite lovely. lovely. What yeah. color did you get? I um I went for the red because I always wanted a red, and everybody tells me red is for losers. Sorry, all those people. Who, but I love red. And red uh, is for people who which, like the which con- red, California though? Highway Patrol. There were two reds. Oh, yeah, there was. And I got the darker sort of maroonish uh, mm. one. Lovely. Absolutely you like lovely. Maroon 5. I do like Maroon 5. Um, Tom, you found a list of plug-in electrics. So a lot of people ask us about what cars are plug-in, what cars are green. Yeah. And you found a list of 30 of them? Plugincars.com. Plugincars.com. There's 30 of them. So Some if you want to know. Some of them have 16 miles of electric yes, range. Some yes. of them have 81 miles. One of them at the very bottom of the list, it's a list from price, mm-hmm. high to low to high. Yes. You get to the bottom yeah. and there's a beautiful car made by McLaren with 19 miles of theoretical electric range. Anybody want to guess? Cost-wise, you want to guess? Oh, I'd say $480,000. Oh, that's a good guess. McLaren. Oh, oh, it's going to be really expensive. It's going to be $523,000. $1.15 million. (laughs) I love McLarens. (laughs) What do they put in there? Gold? Ground-up babies? What is it? They put in a 
3.8 liter, 720 horsepower V8, buddy. That's what they put in that thing. That is still not as fast as a Tesla? Well, you know, let me get 903 you. horsepower. My guess 903. is... 903. My guess is, is it's as fast as a, as a Tesla. Plus, it's got this 177 horsepower electric motor. So, like, probably off the line, it probably has that low-end torque just enough to get the, the engine going. But one, who's buying a one If you live in Los Angeles and you want to have a nice... And you want to have a nice little, like, uh, field trip? Go to Wilshire Boulevard. <laughs> yes. Just on the eastern side of Beverly Hills, there's uh-huh. a McLaren showroom. Yeah. And you can walk in. You have to wear two pairs of underwear, though. And you can sit in the McLaren. They have actually a stripped-down McLaren with just the frame and the seats and the driver yeah. uh, interface. And you can sit in this thing and just dream of going really fast around sharp corners. Yeah. Um, it's lovely. It seems- it's pretty cool looking. It's a plug-in hybrid. Yeah, it's plug-in. <laughs> 19 miles. I imagine showing up in Oak Park to pick up the kids. I guess that's practical. Yeah, because, you know, most of the time you don't drive more than 19 miles. So, you know, you should probably get a McLaren. There's a Porsche 918 Spider if you'd rather. That only has 12 miles, but it's, you know, only 845,000. At the LA Auto Show when they revealed that, it was behind uh, that are slightly less than that because you're just a little bit out of my pressure. Well, there's the the, the Tesla's on there. The Bolt is on there. Thank you. 200 miles. The Mercedes S550, which gets 20 miles. It has a price tag of TBD on it, so hmm, questionable. To be determined. The other Mercedes, the C350, has 20 miles, also to be determined. The Volkswagen e-Golf, and apparently Volkswagen announced that they're coming out with a 187-mile Ranger by the end of 2017, I believe. Wow. So what's amazing, although we're making fun of the McLaren and how much this costs, is that a few years ago, there were essentially, um, let me count them, zero plug-in hybrids. Correct. And now this list is huge and it includes absolutely ridiculous cards. (laughs) But um, you've got a lot of choice now, although I've got to say that my father-in-law was asking me, Mel, I want to get a... So you get a McLaren? (laughs) Well, he was saying, I want to get a plug-in. I need to get like 50 miles. I need something a little bit higher, sort of SUV-like, because grandma's having a hard time getting down low. And there's still nothing... Nothing that's really fits that yet. The that's soul, a, maybe. The, the soul. Kia Soul. Yeah. It's a little higher. It's a little boxy. It's kind of cute. How far does it go? 93. 93 miles? 34,000. That's pure electric, though. Pure, pure electric. electric. Now, he doesn't want pure electric because every now and then he has to do and very, very long drive. Yeah. Come on. What do you got? McLaren. Now, they're very high, right? <laughs> no. You have to the be Beamer. an ant. No. The X5E. All right. Let me state it again. He needs 50 miles that with gas 13. backup. That's under $30,000. Volt? The Bolt then, my guess is, but that's even the Bolt is not gas backup. No. See? So, so you've answered the question. There's nothing there yet. Let's talk about solar. Turns out solar is hot. This is from Wired Magazine. Now, how do you pronounce this place that's in Vegas? Ivan Ivanpah. Yes. Ivan Pass is a giant, biggest mirrored array right now, currently in the world. And uh, they take these mirrors and they reflect the very hotness that is in the, the Vegas, um, <laughs> in the desert. They reflect the hotness of the sun. They're in oh, California. The they are in the California. The sun. And they, uh, they take this hotness and they reflect it onto a big molten thing that then turns turbines. And something happened. And, it's not uh, even molten thing. It's, it's oil. OMG. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. It's anyway, a hot tower. Anyway. There's it, three of them. It yeah. caught on fire. It did, but it was a what focusing happened? issue. What happened? They foc- Some of the mirrors focus, were, were, no focus. In, were improperly focused on the wrong part of the tower. Yeah. And uh, uh, they they burned through some Oops. pipes. Oops. They, they fixed it. 
Yeah. It's fixed now. <laughs> so here's uh, the way I love this thing. These things are reported. So yeah. this happened. A little bit of a fire. They need to fix it. And the people, there are haters. There's absolute haters of green technology and anything that is solar powered. Coke and brothers. Mel, there are never fires at oil refineries Thank or you. explosions. Never. No, there has never perfectly. been a coal fired power plant never. that has caught fire. No. They've never also trapped any miners underground. Exactly what I wanted either. to say. Completely so, and safe. the miners never die. No, never, no. never. No, so never the comments from these people make it seem like, oh my God, see, this is why the technology is so ridiculous because they had a fire at this thing. I'm like, um, what happens when coal miners burn alive <laughs> and explosions? And haters you're like, will be haters. Come on, P- keep it in perspective. Gulf Every of now Mexico, then. anyone? Hello, what's in the Gulf of Mexico? Remember, Although, remember what happened in the Gulf of Mexico? Gallons of oil. <laughs> right. Well, they're off the bottom now, not so that's fine. Underground. But it's not that this um, this solar generation plant has not been without problems. There's been a couple of issues with it. One, it makes less energy than they thought, and I, this yeah. is so weird to me. They have millions of dollars, billions of dollars to build this thing, and then it ends up making about half the amount of energy that they thought because their calculations about how many freaking uh, airplanes go over the top and that effect of Planes fly, they leave a vapor stream, a jet stream, yes. and that significantly reduces the amount of uh, sunlight that gets uh, onto that thing. That reduced the amount of energy that it produces. That's by not what it was. Not it cost ma- more than it thought. Uh, it's birds are dying. Trail. They had to relocate vapor a trails. lot of tortoises. They had to relocate a lot of, a lot tortoises. of tortoises. And then and it turns out, out if you are flying over this thing, going to Vegas, and you're a pilot, you're like – that's really burning my retinas as I go by it. Because if you've driven past it, it's very distracting. If anyway. you're a pilot, why are you looking down? Because, well, it's Look like ahead the, of you it's where the, the planes are. You're not driving from Vegas. But the biggest, that is stupid. But the biggest thing that's happened is that the photovoltaics have dropped in price so much since they've yeah. built this thing. It would have been way cheaper now if you built it today to just put out photovoltaics. They were trying it out. They were making it work. It's also... Very close to going into bankruptcy at this moment because of the cost versus uh, income situation that it finds itself in. And again, the haters will say, see, that's why you shouldn't put in – Wasting tax dollars. You know how many oil plants and uh, gas refineries and stuff have gone broke in the last two years? None. All of them. But here is a solar cell, and it's so funny because there's a solar cell. So you've got your solar cell, and photons come down, and then you turn it into electricity by something called – Magic. Just <laughs> don't tell me you actually know how that works because it's not possible to know. It's not magic. I know it doesn't work by magic. I know there's some sort of thing. And you put this article in here from MIT yeah, to explain it. And uh, I read it. Melvis, please explain. No. Uh, you put it on the notes here. <laughs> Who so has an advanced degree here? Here is a new solar cell that not only takes those photons of light and converts them into electricity, uh-huh. but also takes the heat. So we're in Woodland Hills. It gets very hot. There's lots of sun. The sun is being converted to electricity, but the heat is just sort of radiating off, radiating off into the, into the atmosphere. These guys at MIT said, we can also take that heat and convert it into electricity. So they've got this uh, solar cell. It's not particularly efficient right now, but they say theoretically it could s- substantially increase the efficiency of solar cells by taking in the light and the heat and converting into electricity and then you wrote there as you just asked how does this work and i say what do i look like to you <laughs> an mit because professor it, it felt i like, don't know it felt like the panels had little lights on them that the heat was turning on the lights and then they stayed lit longer and i love it, mit how, can i, I, I just say i couldn't read i read it and i didn't understand nobody use can your, understand use your words mit <laughs> use your words that look, people can understand robert robert bingham who's sitting here, is looking at me like, 
I got an engineering degree. I could I totally could tell you. understand what that thing went. But the rest of us can't understand. Anyway, it's no, cool. It is. I don't want to spend too much time on theoretical technology, but it is a good one. Yeah. Here's, um, this is sort of a side note. If you had a 100% efficient solar cell, uh-huh. like all of the light that came into all it, of it could be converted to electricity, would yeah. it be a black hole? Because the light, therefore, would not be reflected, so it would be a black hole. I'm just saying. It would be a lot cooler underneath it. Exactly. It would be perfect in Both the heat and the light and everything gets sucked into it. It would be a black hole. I don't understand. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just saying. Well, it it depends on if it passively absorbs or actively absorbs. Well. So technically a black hole would be an active It would look like a black hole. It wouldn't actually be a black hole. So you wouldn't be able to see it. You wouldn't be able to see it. It would just be that dark spot. How would you install it? We'd call it melanocells. cells. It's so weird to think about. <laughs> it would it would be completely visible. Oh, this is awesome, right? So you open up your solar van, uh-huh. you put your solar panels, which you can see on your roof. Yeah. You wait six months for the Department of Water and Power to, <laughs> to let turn you turn it on. As soon as they turn it on, invisible on top of your roof. Not invisible, black. Have you seen that substance, the darkest substance in the world that absorbs all of the light? It is. <laughs> go on the internet, check it out. It's like the darkest thing they ever created, and it's like it looks like a hole. They put it on the desk. And yep. it looks like there's a hole through the disc. I want to see that. We it's have to do that next time. We should crazy. buy some on Amazon. No, I don't think you can buy it. It's theoretical. All right. The U.S. Department of Energy wants the grid to be able to take 100% midday solar output. This is from Electric. And what is this about? We're very good at thinking about the grid in terms of uh, when the power goes down, uh-huh. how are we going to energize the grid so that you can yeah. use your car and stuff? But the U.S. Department of Energy has realized, as we talked about a few episodes ago, what happens when lots and lots of people have solar panels on their roof, they're not using much energy in the middle of the day, and now all of this energy is getting fired into the grid and the grid is really super energized. They've had to, even in California, go to the solar manufacturers, the solar producers and stuff and say, could you shut some shit down? Because there's too much energy on the grid right now. So the U.S. Department of Energy has said, we want it so that midday, when all the air conditioners are not running, say in May, to be able to take all of this renewable energy and do something with it. Well, their concern is that they're, it, it, my solar and your solar and Robert's solar all put some energy back into the grid. Yes. Right? There's a point during the day, and they've experienced this actually, right now it's a theory in California, but it's actually happened in Hawaii, where they've returned more power to the grid. So the, the little curve, which they refer to as a duck belly effect, the duck belly. has returned more power to the grid. And that is causing all kinds of problems because the, the grid is used to giving the power. Yes, it wants not to give, to give the power. And then when, you, when you're dumping all of this extra energy into it, it's causing all kinds of havoc with, I believe, fuses and other Yeah, it things. turns out that the energy can be so high, the potential energy, is that now the energy starts coming back into your house. Yeah. And you know, electronics really do not like to spin backwards or whatever they do. When there's too much <laughs> there is a solution them. for this, though. Batteries. It's called engineers who work at utility companies yes. who think about how Go to on. manage Thank electricity. You. Yes. But, of course, they've all been hired away by Google, Apple, <laughs> Tesla, <laughs> Uber, etc. Well, a lot of it, again, is like this article is about building a better grid that can accept that energy back, store it in batteries or in we, what we, we haven't been before, anticipating this for 20 years, have we? <laughs> No, no. Uh, actually, we haven't. Unfortunately, we, right. I think a lot of these utility companies were like, I, they're I mean, never going to get any cheaper. This is never going to happen. They've, it's the head in the sand theory of right. running your. They uh, have been business. caught with their pants down as solar 
prices have dropped so much and everybody's putting this on. And you've yeah. talked about Hawaii where 10% of the houses have yeah. solar electric on there. In I the middle that. of the day, they produce so much energy. So this is all about, as much as I can read this and understand, it's simply about storage. It's about what do we do all this excess energy? We need to pump water uphill. I think I called it But it could be water uphill. You need to put it into batteries. And this is why Tesla Heat energy salt. is going to be bigger than Ben Hur's buttocks. Every giant battery that they can create is going to be bought by utilities across the fine world. It's going to be they an made this storage. They're going to use an amalgam of different storage methods. And we talked about that in a prior episode. I had a list of like nine or 12 different things. And if you had a really smart grid, they talk about this. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but you've got your Tesla plugged in during the day. Yeah. There's this huge amount of excess energy. In a smart grid, you'll have set up on your Tesla, yes, in the middle of the day, if you need to use my car for storage, just fill it up. And so all of these electric cars that are out there, which actually could be a massive amount of storage during the day, they all get charged up. And you can say, look, at night when you need a little extra, yeah, you can take 20% off the top of my car. It's no problem. And so your car could be part of the storage solution in a smart grid. Is that going to happen? No, because they couldn't even work out this was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> They'll work it out. They'll figure it out eventually. But it is, it's an issue. And then again, it goes back to the stuff that we talked about more people getting off the grid with their solar. So how are these utility companies going to pay for this on the backs of taxpayers more than likely or on the rate payers that are left behind? They're, how they'll pay for it? Uh, Donald's going to fix it all. Hey, let's go to Tech Insider. Wow, that's two. That's two. That's two Donald references? Mm-hmm. Oh, there'll be more. Oh, I know. Tech Insider. Um, you said that we talked about this, but I need to talk about it again anyway. I don't know. I'm just fascinated by how much solar you would need to run the entire planet. So let me go over it again. I know we've talked about it before, but the if you assume sort of a 20% efficiency and 70% sunny days and six hours a day, you would need an area the size of Spain, which is a small country compared to the rest of the world, an area the size of Spain to run the entire world yeah. on they, solar. They make excellent Madeira in Spain. Good food, tapas. I'm sorry, you're all going to have to leave because like uh, photovoltaics are going to be there. But it turns out that the U.S. Department of Energy uh, has also asked the question, if you put solar on every rooftop that's reasonably accessible to solar, uh-huh. you could do 40% of the U.S. energy on rooftop solar as it is today. On every roof? On every roof that is currently sort of accessible to solar. That's pretty cool. 40%. Wow. What about the, the article we talked about last week about the the solar panels floating in water? Yes. Yeah, what so about we just cover like a piece of the ocean the size look, of Spain? If you look at the map from this article, there's a map that shows in each region of the world uh-huh. how many solar panels you would need. And in fact, if you remember back when we were all sipping wine, Chardonnay, at the, at the Powerwall event, yes. Tesla, uh, Elon put up on the map, he showed like in the panhandle of Texas, this small little square. And he said, "That's if you cover that in solar panels, you will power the entire United States. So that's basically what they did on this map. And then they took all of the regions together and they made one square. It was sort of off the coast of Florida. Mm -hmm. Not good if there's hurricanes, of course, but they put it over the ocean. And I thought, how prescient. Tom just gave them this idea and they've already run with it. They've done it. They've done it. Just put it out in the calm waters of the ocean. 500 miles by 500 miles. Yeah, the ocean, the biggest problem is the big waves and the storms. But 500 miles by 500 miles to do the entire world's energy. I just... 
I just like to talk about. It. All right, Gigafactory. Forget that. All right, let's talk about Gigafactory. Who's going? Who's going? So there is going? going to be a Gigafactory event on July 29th. The official opening of the Gigafactory, even though that it's already we running, need, it's already get in. making batteries. It's only 14% completed. This is the biggest factory in the world when it's completed because it's a Gigafactory. How do I get in? I don't know. We're going to have to call someone and find out. CC, you have a work to do. We need to go and get invited. That's now, just what they I'm want. Not gonna, uh, Big mouth Tom yeah. in the Gigafactory. Yeah. What's over there Why in that corner? Right. So uh, in in anticipation of us getting a ticket, I got a hotel room <laughs> really? in Reno that's cancelable. So hopefully we'll be able to get a ticket. I have and, four and because there was that row. thing that you the thing that you guys posted or that Electric posted was a was a an invitation from a gentleman. Who and they listed the official woman. hotel, yes. gentle person, and sorry. four alternative hotels. And four alternative this hotels. This is going to be a big. And deal. I've actually stayed at the main hotel, which yes. is very cool. Nice. It's a very nice hotel. Although, let's be honest, Reno. Yeah. You know what, Reno? I'm sorry. Yeah. You're terrible. <laughs> Downtown Reno is a terrible. Never place been. To be. Don't want to go. I would like to go to the Gigafactory and but, see it opened. But hopefully, the Gigafactory will flip all that around and sort of renew the spirits. Of Reno. And the economy. And the economy, right, which is what it is. It's all right. an economy issue, but a lot of closed businesses in Reno, a lot of- You've got a great, a great what medical have- center, Washaw Medical yeah. Center. Excellent. Took what all they- of my transfers from the Sierras. It's the gateway to the Sierras, right? What else do they have that in Reno part? besides gambling? Prostitution. Thank you. All right. <laughs> they, oh, you know what's there? You know what's there? The, the I don't know if it's the United States, but it's- it's like the National Bowling Center is there. So if you're into ten bowling, bowling, they must have – yeah, 10-pin bowling. They must have 90 lanes and like these giant Whoa. things to watch. It's pretty impressive. We went in there. There was a little mini tournament thing happening, and I had never seen so much bowling in one place That's in my fantastic. entire lifetime. Bowling's and it's a, a it's like two blocks away so from the hotel. totally worth going it's worth it for that. If you're into like giant bowling venues, it's like giga bowling. Giga bowling. It really is. Yeah, it's that's where they probably bowling. will have the company parties. Yeah, probably. I want to do a rant. Oh, it's pre-recorded. Please. And it's with you, right? Go please. around. Run with this one. Why do we ask politicians questions like this? This is Hannity. Do you believe in global warming, climate change? Do you think the world's uh, going to change for the worse because it's getting warmer? That's Sean Hannity on Fox. Why do we ask them if they believe in man-made global warming? Like it's some faith-based theological concept. Why don't we ask them their plans for renewable energy independence or mitigation strategies that are going to have to occur because we've waited too long? Why don't we ask them how they would end fossil fuel incentives by not taxing carbon emissions? It's like asking them, do you believe that cigarette smoking is bad for you? It presumes that any reasonable person in the scientific community has any question about the link between cigarettes and a variety of badness. It's like asking them, do they believe the world is really, really old, like more than 10,000 years old? It's an absurd question. So when the Donald answers like this... I think that there'll be little change here. It'll go up, it'll get a little cooler, it'll get a little warmer like it always has for millions of years. It'll get cooler, it'll get warmer. It's called weather. You don't know whether to laugh or to cry. Mr. Trump, the evidence for man-made global warming was first postulated 100 years ago. And now there is what can only be described as overwhelming scientific consensus behind it. It's even accepted by the Chinese. And get this, it's even accepted by Exxon, for goodness sake. Right on the website of one of the world's largest fossil fuel producers, 
It says this, The risk of climate change is clear, and the risk warrants action. Increasing carbon emissions in the atmosphere are having a warming effect. There is a broad scientific and policy consensus that action must be taken to further quantify and assess the risks. So enough already with the stupid questions, and enough already with the ridiculous answers. No, Jimmy, a pink elephant is not holding the world up. But there are probably some adults that believe that. But it doesn't make it right. Okay, so what do you think of my rant? <laughs> I agree with you, Mel. I, I appreciate, you know, it's, uh, it just reminds me of how we stick our head in the sand because it's convenient or it's just too hard to do the right thing. What? I just, I've said my piece. I want to move on. You should move on. Tom. It's a good point, but you should move on because it's getting worked on. Smart people are fixing it. I'm moving on. I can. To. I will. I'll lose All right. my lunch. Could you talk about Elon's money? You Elon's like money. money. You would like more of it, but you certainly like it. I don't. I mean, I like. I like the idea of what money means, which is the freedom to do this show more, Go. which I would like. So Elon, it's been in the news. Elon got a little bit of a let's call them stock options from Tesla for doing such a good job. They were like, thumbs up, Elon. Here's 5.5 million stock options. I think the price was around $3. 5.5 million shares. Shares. But he had to, but he, he had to uh, buy his, them. his price was like $3. Yeah. But the government treats that as income instantly. Like you made 5 million shares at 213, which was the option price, right? So he had to pay 210, so, he had to pay tax on 210 dollars. So he had to sell 2.78 million shares of those 5.5 million to pay the taxes on the income of the 5.5 million. So he basically exercised 1.1 billion dollars in stock, sold 593 million dollars to pay for it at 213. So Everyone's like, wow, that's a $600 million tax bill. That's a lot. That seems like a lot of money for one person to pay in taxes. Yeah, it's more than I pay. Donald wouldn't do that. That's a lot of money. We don't know how much Donald And what he has left has gone up $10 a share since then. So it's now worth $600. So he only has, from that particular sale, $600 million worth of stock left. From that particular option. But he still owns $7 billion worth of Tesla He's got 31 million shares total. 31,100,644 to be exact, worth $7 billion. So as they point out on electric, uh, usually when the CEO of a company starts selling the stock of their company, this is uh, concerning. They have some insider news, which is not good. But in this case, it was simply because of a gigantic tax bill. He still owns seven. Billion. I would love dollars. to go. What we should, what I should have done, and I'm sorry that I didn't. And maybe I'll do it for next week's episode. Is what does the government buy for six hundred million dollars? Like, what is the? What are two or three things? I think they can buy like ten F something yeah, jets. Part of an F thirty five Raptor, right? Part uh, like the wing. No, they're, they're not six hundred million dollars. They're like thirty two million. There is a great This American Life, and I'll get the numbers wrong, but I will confirm <laughs> them at a later time. This uh, Italian gentleman, he immigrates to America. He does very well. He has a number of different delis and stuff in New York. He becomes very wealthy. And when he dies, he gives all of his money. It's like $7 million. He gives it all to the U.S. government as a thank you to this country. I immigrated. What an incredible life I had. He gives $7 million to the government. He just gives it all to the government. And the last 
the last point on, I think it was This American Life, and that run the US government for 1.5 seconds. Oh, <laughs> that's sad. Dude. Well, there's a lot of people in this country. Dude, we do a lot are. of stuff. We do. Dude. Hey, look, we there's a lot, a lot of letters. a lot of money in the Middle East guarding oil interests. There. We don't talk about that. Do don't. We? <laughs> Before we get the letters, let's do a new section we're calling Tesla Fun Facts. Time for a Tesla Fun Fact. How many batteries are in your Tesla? I have an 85, and the 85 has 7,143. That's a lot of batteries. But wait, you might be thinking, because you're a Tesla aficionado, that doesn't make sense. What's Robert thinking? It's been published, and it's pretty common knowledge, that Tesla uses a Panasonic 18650 battery, which is proprietary. They're not available anywhere else and that they pack 7,140 of these AA-sized batteries into the power pack under your feet. But wait, there's another battery. There's a 12-volt battery, which is located towards the front of the car. It's a 33-amp-hour, get this, lead-acid battery. How retro. But it runs everything except your air conditioning and the drivetrain. So your computers, your USB ports, your cigarette lighter, which you use to charge your cell phone, or run off this battery. And that leaves two more. When you got your Tesla, you had two keys. And those two keys each have a coin battery in it, a CR2032, for a total of 7,143. We got some great letters this month, and let me try and summarize. First of all, people like the longer format in a about a 20 to 1 ratio, so uh, we're happy to keep doing a bit longer format, maybe about an hour. Some people said even do two hours. Are you kidding me? You don't want to hear us for two hours, you'll die. We got a really excellent letter from a guy called Tevin Grant, who talked about the integration of autonomous vehicles and what all that could mean. It's such a good letter, I think we're actually going to highlight it on the next episode, because it deserves going into some detail. And it was also extraordinarily long. We also got a letter from Michael Sullivan, who talks about the fact that he just put in a big solar array, his Model uh, S is coming, and he has geothermal heating. So, Michael, I'm going to hit you up and find out exactly what that means. Got another one here from Harold Spencer who says, you know why that they have this designation of 1A, 1B? is because uh, Tesla doesn't own those parking spaces. They sort of rent them. And if they take too many of them for EV-only vehicles, then um, that can run afoul of the zoning commission. So a lot of what you see for 30-minute parking versus EV parking versus all this stuff actually has a lot to do with these laws. And so you can't just sort of have Tesla come in there and take a whole bunch of these things without having to rezone the whole thing. He also noted that a bunch of the backing-in versions are getting converted to driving-in-forward versions, at least in part because uh, Xs are going to have you know the rack on the back and the bicycle and maybe the trailer, and you can't back it in when it's like that. So uh, you'll pull up alongside some of these under those circumstances. To everybody else that wrote in, uh, Mike Hernandez, for example, Rob Fields, Adrian, Crepa S, Aleski Helen, Daniel Breslin, Gabriel Aaron, Aaron Schneider, and so many more. Thanks for your letters. We're working on a new way to incorporate the letters into the show as we go so that we can cover more of them. So keep them coming. All right, back to the guys, back to the show. Let's uh, wind this thing up. And we can actually talk about NHTSA's definition of autonomous vehicles maybe in the next episode so we can all be on board as to where we are in the spectrum of the zero to four rating of autonomous vehicles because 
we all want to be at a four. I want, you know, it's going to be like having another wife, right? Your car is going to start bugging you. Uh, Robert, it's now 8.03. We needed to leave at 7.59 to get to X on time. And the traffic is, you know, it's like the world is going to become such that we don't have to do anything. Oh, that's so good. What is the uh, Disney movie where everybody's in space? And Wally. Wally, and we're really that. fat, and we get flown Just around on magic carpets. We got nothing to do. And there's nothing to do. I don't know how to do anything. That sounds so I don't cool. think that'll happen, but it'll, it will enable us, right? How many things more could you get done if you didn't have to sit in a car? I could totally catch up with Game of Thrones. Staring at bumpers. <laughs> I'm so far behind. <laughs> These are such <laughs> These first are big, world. They're such first issue. world problems. Yeah. You know, uh, there's the whole... All of philosophy and religion occurred because there were some rich people who had a little extra time to sit around and think about, wow, exactly. we're here. Major advances in science. <laughs> but if well. an autonomous vehicle can walk the 40 miles to get some water for the villager. Thank you. And she can go to school Amazing. in that time, then I'm totally down for that. Uh, and we could get more exercise yeah. if we didn't have to do a lot of I the things we do. I treadmill in my Tesla. So I could walk while I'm going to work. You and your treadmills. You have treadmills everywhere. You should just put treadmills in your shoes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're interested in what you think uh, we could do to make this show better. We are going on a break. We don't know when. We don't know for how long. Um, It's not this week. (laughs) It's probably not next week. I'm just saying. Robert's here. He's from SpaceX. He can't talk or we'll have to kill him. (laughs) The other Robert is here and the other Tom and the other Mel. And we'll speak to you next week. Happy trails. Tesla out. Have you enjoyed the show? And we've been talking, 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 tal